Wow, we both picked No Keeper League to win the, win the championship last year. Um, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Ooh. Yikes. Uh, Welcome back, fans, podcast people. We are so excited to be back for another season of the FLFFFL podcast. Season two, pre-draft 2021 season recap. And I'm here, of course, with our Kokomish co-host, John Lassie. What's going on, John? How you doing? I'm honored to be here. Glad we're back. I can't believe I still have the co-commissioner title, even though I'm not on any I don't have any decision-making authority, but you know, I'm I'm the co-commissioner, co-host, executive producer, editor of the pod, and I love it. It's great. Yes, and we will be joined by our other co-host, Will Myers, down the road. Couldn't make it for the first episode or or episode zero, but he'll be back. He'll be back later in doing, the season. Doing lawyer things tonight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, whatever he does. Yeah. But we got a lot to talk about. We're going to try to do some quick recaps of our 2021 season. But before I get into all that, let me just introduce a little bit about what the FL, FFFL podcast or the league is all about. So this, the title, it's kind of hard to say. I say it really fast sometimes, that third F. But what it stands for is Forging Lifelong Friendships Fantasy Football League. And uh, this started back in 2013 through the 2014 season. So we've been going for 10 seasons, pretty much with the same group of people. Some people have fallen out. We've added some people like John Lassie is one of the ads. How long have you been in the league now, John? I think this will be my fourth fourth year or fifth year. Okay. What year? Yeah. That was 2018? 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was my first year, yeah. Yeah. So you've kind of been here for half of it, I guess. Um, I'm kind but, of I'm kind of a vet now, you know. I, I don't know if we'll quite give you that title yet, but we'll see. Okay. You, you probably you probably earned it. But so that's that's really we just it's just an opportunity for us to get together, continue to stay in contact with some people over the fantasy football season. And guys, it is here. I don't know about y'all, but this guy right here, and I'm sure John, we're amped up. We're so, so excited. Pumped. The summer flew by. The winter months, the spring, summer, and we're here, people. Football is, I guess, as we're doing the podcast, as we're recording it, I think we're two weeks out. Is that right, John? Uh, I think so, yeah, about about two weeks. Yeah. So we will have football soon. I think, actually, we will have some college football next Saturday. Oh, really? Next Saturday? Yes. Next Saturday. Not this upcoming Saturday, but uh, the Saturday after that. No, 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 no. Next Saturday. This, there's this some... Saturday. Wow. Yes, Man. there's some game. It's Football not any, is, is it's, freaking it's not, any, it's not any ranked teams or anything. It's I like looked it up. So, I had So this was my problem. I thought – we. you remember we were talking about this the other night, and I thought I was right, but I had the top 25 selected, and I was like, man, I guess I was uh, wrong. And okay. then I, I, I looked at the whole – Everybody, FBS, the, yeah. yes, in Division One, and there are actually games next Saturday. So that whatever you saw was right that it, we were. Yes, this, yeah. this Saturday was the last Saturday without college football. That's correct. Right around yep. the corner. Awesome. 
So that's just a quick intro to our league. We've been going for 10 seasons and we just, we love to talk fantasy football, pretty competitive league. And guys, we just want you to follow along with our league and have fun with us as we talk about it. Yeah, we'll give some fantasy football, but really our goal is for you to really get to follow what goes on in our league, particularly. Is that right, John? That's right. And this is actually the 10th season. So we're, we've been going for nine. This is the 10th. Mm. Big deal. Nice. Yeah. That, that's a decade, people. A decade of fantasy a football. A decade worth of fantasy football. So, I, I mean, I've, I would call myself a vet by now. Ten well, seasons yeah, you're, you're an old guy. Yeah. You're an old, old man fantasy football world right here. But I will say this was the – I believe when I started this 10 years ago, this was the first time I'd done fantasy football, my first fantasy football league. Nice. I'd done fantasy basketball before. I think, but I'd never done fantasy football. That's a whole nother game. It's fantasy basketball is very oh, yeah. different. Ooh, you yeah. got to stay on it. It's a long season. And then baseball. I did baseball before that, and it is a grind. Yeah. 162 not, not games. Into that. <laughs> it's a long, long Too much. road. But okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hop on to our next segment. We're just gonna recap really quick what happened in our 2021 championship game. Cause I don't think we recapped it last season. We didn't. We uh, we wanted to do one more wrap up episode just to wrap up the whole season, tie a nice bow on it, but we couldn't get schedules to work, and it you know ended up just not not happening. So the two guys that made it to our championship were uh, Will Will Myers, our co-host. Uh, his team name is the Willennium Falcons, and our very own Wally Jenkins. Uh, his team name is Chubby Girlies. Our Swift. Uh, it had been a grueling playoffs, grueling season for these guys. Will if you got can't there. tell, Wally is a big Georgia fan with that. The title yes, of his right. Team. He is. He is. And we'll talk about draft strategies and how drafting Georgia players might not be the best. But this time it worked out for him. So uh, Will had a 7-7 seven and seven record coming into the championship. Wally was 10-4, and four, probably one of the best records in the league that, uh, last year. And Wally took it away. The final score was 156.4 to 141.8 um, and that was with Wally's running back Nick Chubb only scoring 5.8 and his uh, his tight end scored zero and he still beat Will Man. 156 to, to 141 all on the back of Jamar Chase who scored 57.6 points um, that game and that was I don't know if you remember that was against uh, Kansas City he, he just went off that game um, and yeah, that was that was the championship. So, congrats, uh, huge, huge congrats to Wally. Uh, Chubby Gurley's our Swift. I don't know, did he get his trophy yet, Mister Commissioner? No, I apologize, Wally. It'll be in the mail sometime soon. You will get that. Okay, there it is. Heading and your way, Wally. Newsflash: Jamar Chase can catch a football. He can catch a football. It's if true. there was any question mark in the preseason last year, he can catch a football. It's true. I've been looking for the guy they're saying that can't catch footballs this year, and I'm yeah, trying to draft him. Yeah, because I want to jump all over him. Yes. <laughs> but I haven't really, I haven't really heard. Nobody's getting that same kind of yeah. hate that he was getting. <clears throat> but so that was the championship. It was a fun season last year. But we are amped up to talk a little pre-draft, I guess, strategy, but pre-draft information for our league as we get ready for another season. I guess the 2022 season. Um, so real quick for our league, um, we did some summer meetings 
which all that is was we were just trying to make some decisions for our league. And we did actually add one thing. We put probably six or seven things up for a vote, but a lot of things kept the same. One being our redraft league versus dynasty. I was kind of a fan of moving to dynasty. It didn't happen. We got to a six to six vote. So we kept the same. Um, but what we Which did I think, add, I think, by the way, is the, is the right thing to do. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to make the other league mates um, unhappy if it's really six to six, wasn't a majority. I mean, you know, I wanted I wanted Dynasty too, but I totally get it. It wasn't a deal breaker for me not to do it. So I love all aspects of fantasy football. But um, I think you, the commissioner, I think as the commissioner, you handled that the right way. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, but what we did add, this was something I actually heard from Matthew Berry longtime fantasy football guy. And I was just like, man, that's a good idea. And it actually helps the commission out, which I appreciate. So what we did decide to add was a decision committee. Um, so what that is, is two other people to add to the commissioner to vote on things that happen during the season. So things like waiver wire or trades or um, like pushing trades through any kind of discrepancy in scoring, that type of stuff. And so these people, if we have a problem, we'll vote on it. And so everybody got an opportunity to vote for these people. And um, Will Myers, which y'all have heard his name already, the Willennium Falcons, and our co-host is going to be one of those on the decision committee. And also Kyle Gore. Um, and his what's his uh, team name again? Daddy Kyle. Daddy Kyle, that's right. I should have remembered that. But those two guys will be representing the league on the decision committee and uh, should be a – an interesting little, it helps me out as a commish for sure. Um, help me make decisions. So it's not all on my shoulders and uh, just have kind of three different voices help making decisions. So thought it was a good idea. Yeah, I think it's great. Honestly, you know, there's always disputes that arise and, and for our league, mostly, I think it's, um, it's disputes that of pushing a trade through that, you know, two managers are working on getting a trade done before the game starts Sunday and they don't want to wait till, you know, the next week to have those players. And so they request the trade being pushed through. You know, I do think t sometimes that we're more lax about that at the beginning of the season. And as it gets to the end, the league is less um, willing to push a trade through, but I think this committee will be a great uh, for that. And, and then obviously, like you said, scoring issues or anything else um, that might arise, I think it's a good deal. Or vetoing crazy trades that may happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> People trying to take advantage of other people, that type of thing. Um, and we've had those guys, uh, fantasy uh, football lovers out there, podcast listeners. We've had some pretty crazy trade offers come about. You can go back and listen to our season one to talk about one that I think it involved Austin Eckler and, and some other people, right? Is that who it was? Yeah, it was between me and Omar. I don't remember the details, yeah. but it was very, it was very lopsided. It was, it was pretty me. lopsided. So we actually saved – everybody involved. Yeah. I probably still wouldn't have made the, made the championship, but that's all right. Yeah. But so that's kind of a recap of our league changes, what's going on. And we are a redraft league and we also a 12 team league. And so the waiver wires super sparse and uh, it's drafting is tough too. I mean, I've been watching some 10 team, um, league drafts like the ESPN one that's on TV and televised the mock drafts and it's just way different because you're adding four more picks on top of those that's from 10 to 12 yeah and it just is a game changer yeah 
It makes it, it is. My, I'm in one other league right now that's a 10-teamer, and it's a one – you know, we keep one player year to year. Um, and it's – I mean, it's it's so different, you know. And actually, there is there is some benefit of a 12-team or more because you don't – you're some of these decisions, like if I'm deciding between two really good flex players in a 10-team league, in the 12-team league, you don't really have that choice to make your – you know, usually you have your, your guys pretty set, you know, or your starters, mm-hmm. whereas a 10 team, you have more people who could be starters and you have to make those decisions of, you know, who's going to be, who's going to score more this week. Is it, you know, Elijah Mitchell or is it uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, versus in a 12 team, I only have one of those guys. So you're going to play them, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 12, 12 team league, and we are about to introduce the draft order. So I think we sent out a, a video, was it maybe like two weeks ago, John? Something team, like that, to, yeah. To the league, introduced, um, and we actually did it, uh, we, yeah, we did it live over a video, and we did it through a spin wheel um, on a laptop. So there was no bias involved. It was all technology-driven. Um, and the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is because I ended up with the first pick, did not intend for that to happen. It's just the way it did. And what we usually do over the last two years, we've actually gone from 12 to one. So when we pick the first or pull the first name out, it goes in the 12 slot and we go all the way down. So reverse order. Um, so like I said, at the one first pick uh, is Matty Ice and the boys or Matthew Honeycutt, myself. And um, pick two is uh, Tate Berry, I'm little brother to Bryce Berry. Uh, at three, we have Will Myers. At four, we have Bryce Berry. Um, and at five, we have Matt Lance. And then, John, you can take the six through 12. Yeah, so number six is uh, our, our guy Omar uh, that we've already talked about. Um, Omar's a, a, a good fantasy football player, but sometimes, you know, he, he the trades get the best of him. Um, Monty uh, Spurgeon is number seven. Uh, I landed at pick eight. Um which I've not been super thrilled about in my mock drafts. Uh, Wally, uh, our champion from last year, was pick nine. Um, Kyle Gore, we've mentioned before, he's on the decision committee. He's pick 10. Uh, Matt Myers, brother of Will Myers, is pick 11. And rounding out on pick number 12 is the Birdman, Michael Atkinson. Um, He is pick 12. Yeah, and do you remember what the draft order was last year? Uh, I just know I had the first pick. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Birdman was 12 last year too, but I don't want to speak that over him, but I feel like he was 12 again. I can look it up. Why don't you explain what we're doing next and then I'll see. Yeah. So um, as he's looking that up, what we would love to do is we're going to do a quick simulation. We're going to try to get in the minds of these other managers and try to pick and kind of simulate the first round and see how close we are to actual. Um, now not saying you have to draft this person that we pick. This is just based off ADPs and rankings and we, where we feel like you would go based off us knowing you. So, um, that's where we're going to do it. And then after that, we're going to kind of follow up with some draft insights from an app me and John have, and it just kind of shows based off each one of our guys, um, kind of what they instinctively do every single year. Um, And I thought it would be kind of cool to to kind of get inside the heads of every manager. Bird, Birdman was number two last year. Do you remember what oh. we were? 
Um, I feel like I was four or five. You were five. And remember, okay. Tate was number 12 because he was mad that his name That's was first, right. first out of the hat, and he thought he should have gotten one. That's and then right. he ended up having one of the best seasons in the in the league. So That's true. You know, so it just doesn't matter where you draft. It really doesn't. You're a good drafter. Yep. So I don't know, John, do you want to do draft insights first to kind of help with the simulation? Or do you want to do simulation first? Uh, let's do let's do simulation first and then we okay. can dive into the draft insights because I'm not smart enough to follow the insights. So, OK, <laughs> um, so with the first pick, it is myself and I will go ahead and spoil it for everybody. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know if. This may be where I go, but just based off ADPs and where most people are going with their first pick, JT, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is is kind of a no-brainer. I feel like if you want to be on the safe side and be risk-averse, Jonathan Taylor's the pick. So yeah. going with Jonathan Taylor. I'd agree with that. I think the only only thing, just to throw a little curveball at you here, is I was uh, I've seen that I think in the last – eight seasons, 10 seasons, something like that. There's never been a repeat RB one like in two seasons yep. in a row. So I saw that too. And it, it still doesn't really hesitate. It doesn't make me hesitate anymore. Well, you don't have to have an RB. You don't have to have the exactly. RB one. So, yeah, I yeah. think he's, he's going to be somewhere. He's going to get the point somewhere where they're projecting. And so yeah. that's going to put him somewhere at the top. Yeah. If he's in the top five, I think I still win. Yeah. So I feel like he's a no-brainer. Okay, well, I'm, I think I'm picking for Tate at number two. Who knows if this is what he's going to do, but I think he's going to go CMC. Uh, looking at the other RBs, I mean, I think it's a pretty clear 1A, 1B um, for these two guys, JT and CMC. I don't think Tate would go Eckler. I don't think he's going to go Cook, and I don't think he's going to go Derrick Henry. So um, and he, I don't think he'll take a wide receiver either. So I think those are – I think he's going to go CMC second. CMC second. I mean, I'm as you know very well from last season. Yeah. I'm just a little. I'm scared. I actually have a lot of mock drafts. His percent now is higher than Jonathan Taylor, like to take him. And I'm just like, no. I'm not saying well, the him. thing, the hard thing is, you know, all like I was. We were talking the other day. All things equal, Christian McCaffrey is the best fantasy football player we've seen in recent history. But all things aren't That's equal true. because he's he's been, had ten games in the last two years. He's played ten games in the last two years. So it's, I mean you know, all things aren't equal. I don't think it's, I don't know. And I, I'm that's speaking for me. I literally was amped when I got the first pick last year. Cause I was obviously taking a CMC. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, that's it. And that was, he had, he had one season, uh, like the season before he had been injured too, but people were like, he's, you know, before that he had gone however many seasons he didn't get injured in college. He, you know, they're like, he's not injury prone. It was just kind of a freak thing. And then he got injured like after week four or five or whatever that was and completely tanked, you know? Um, anyway, they just, I think the, the workload too, that Carolina asks him to do, I don't think they manage him very well. I don't think he manages himself well. So overall, I think, um, I still think Tate would take him second. Um, but if not, he's, I mean, he's going to go in the top three, I think almost guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I heard somewhere that he has averaged 26 points a game whenever he's on the field. So whenever yeah. he's playing, he is really good. Yeah. But, you just you're you're kind of iffy these last two seasons, but I, I mean yeah. I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll finish in the top ten for sure yeah. if he's healthy all season. Yeah. Um. So that was pick two. So pick three. 
I'm going to try to get in, in the brain, in the mind of William Myers. And I think he's going to, he's going to go with one of these two LSU wide receivers. Wow. He's going to go with one of them. Um, and, and I'm going to like, I'm going to flip the script and I think he's going to go Jamar chase pick three. Wow. Yeah. I'm saying it. I think everybody thought I was going to say Justin Jefferson because he's ranked a little higher, but I think yeah. he may go with Jamar Chase. That's huge. That would be, I mean, that'd be a big, a big swing or big, uh, a big change, you know, to, to take Jamar Chase third overall. So, okay. Yeah. So right here, I think, I think, um, I think Bryce is going to be picking between one of two guys here. I think he's going to be either considering Austin Eckler or Derrick Henry. Um, and I think he's going to go Derrick Henry. I don't think you can um, mm-hmm. really deny Derrick Henry at this point. Um, taking him fourth overall, I'm going to go with go with Derrick Henry for Bryce. Man, yeah, when he's healthy. I mean, last year we were following along with how long he stayed in that number one spot, right? Oh, with yeah. him. Yes. And it was it was like four weeks or something, wasn't it? I think yeah, and I think he still uh, he still ended up being top ten. Which is crazy because he got hurt week eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nuts. Crazy. Okay, so we're at pick five, and we have Jonathan Taylor off the board, CMC's off the board, Chase is off the board, and Henry. So then I think Matt Lance is probably going to go with the best running back left on the board, which is Austin Eckler. Yeah. I think that's where he's going to go. Okay. Man, this is where it gets a little a little hairy here. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to – Definitely be guessing. Listen, here's the thing about Omar. I think uh, you never think know my, what he's going to do. You That's never know what thing. he's going to do. But <laughs> I think in my very first draft in this league, I think he, I, I could be wrong. And Omar, forgive me if, if I'm wrong here, because I'm about to, if I'm, yeah, I think he took a quarterback. No, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I think no, maybe, he, maybe he took one really early. Maybe he didn't take it in, in the first round, but Back to the draft here that we're simulating. I think Omar is going to take the leading scorer and leading wide receiver by 96 points last year, Cooper Cup. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a huge value at pick six. I mean, he's falling. Yeah. He, I would say that is falling to pick six right there. Yeah, I, I think most people project him as the number one receiver. Yeah. And in most mocks. I flipped the script a little bit. I went probably way off. But – um, let's see. Monty is at seven. <clears throat> hmm. So Monty is a new newcomer to the league. Last year was his only year. So I really don't have a ton to go off of. And I think he ended up with the Tennessee Titan, uh, cause he's, he lives in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, he got Derrick Henry. So I really don't know. Um, I'm going to go, I think, I think Cook is probably the best value on the board. Uh, so I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. So here we come to pick eight, guys, and here's my dilemma. You know, I have um, – I've figured probably Cook or Najee Harris will, will likely fall to me. Uh, will Myers, obviously, if he took if he took Jamar Chase or even a wide receiver, um, and then if Cup goes uh, and the picks before me, then obviously one of these guys has to has to fall to me. 
I love Najee. I think he's great. He's a workhorse back. Uh, I think Pittsburgh may not be great passing this year. I think they're going to be running the ball a ton. But then there's Justin Jefferson, and he's sitting there. Maybe I mean he has wide receiver one potential. You know, he oh, has, yeah. maybe he has more wide receiver one potential than Najee has running back one potential. A lot of anal- analysts are saying that he is the number one wide receiver over Cup. Man. I, this is tough, guys. I, right this now, this is just I'm, a simulator, John. Just a simulator. <laughs> it's not the real. Right point. now, I'm, I'm saying I'm going just, Justin Jefferson. Okay, Justin Jefferson off the board. Here's what here's what I heard. I heard I've heard Field Yates say about uh, the draft about drafting. He said, "You, what did he say? He said he said you can't. Um, you can definitely lose your league." based on your first round pick, but you can't win your league based on your first round pick. So like yeah. you can definitely lose it by to choosing somebody who's just not worth a first round pick. But if you choose somebody who's like top 12 player, you're probably fine. And he was saying that actually in, in um, defense of drafting Travis Kelsey in the nine to 10 range um, in the first round. And so he was like, and he was like, you definitely won't lose your league by having Travis Kelsey on your team. So anyway, say that, Yeah, go for it. Uh, now on this this one, Honeycutt, there is a right answer to <laughs> who Wally will draft, and you better get it right. Yeah, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be a he's reaching for sure. I, I would say he's reaching, but he's probably gonna pick Swift. Yeah, I would imagine that he will go Swift at nine. Yeah, because yeah. that's just out of. I mean, it's just a little bit above where he's getting drafted, but. He's a Georgia Bulldog, and he's the best one on the board, so that's where Wally will go. Yep. And here, I think if it, if it plays out this way, Kyle Gore is going to be just – he'll be just, just kicking himself that he has such a great pick, such a great running back falling to him. I think he's going to go Najee Harris. Yeah. I know he's not going uh, Joe Mixon. Yep. No, no, No go on Joe. Yeah, no go on Joe. Oh, man. All right, man. This is a this is tough. This is tough here. I mean, so we have in in the top twelve players. Um, I would say we have who's left. We have Joe Mixon and, and Travis Adams. Kelsey. Well, I have Kelsey at twelve. Okay. Well, that's top twelve. Yeah. Well, sorry, I have him at thirteen. Diggs okay. is 12. Okay, yeah. So then, oh, man. What pick? And we are at pick 11. This is Matthew Myers. He's an LSU guy. He's also a Saints fan. I'm like trying to think. I'm trying to get in his brain. I think he's going to go Devontae Adams. Okay, yeah. I'd say yeah. that's a good pick. Yeah, I believe he's going to go. Adams. Birdman, I think Birdman. You know he has he has back to back picks here, so I think um, you know whether he goes a running back or wide receiver doesn't really matter because he can pick up another one on his next pick. Um, and I think he's going to be all in on the Cincinnati offense and go Joe Mixon right here. Yep. So rounding out round one, Joe Mixon, which I think, man. When did Bryce pick Joe Mixon last year? Was it round two? I think he got him in round two. I think so. 
But I mean, what a still he was because he he was great last season. Um, and a lot of people expect. I mean, he's now kind of in that top twelve round one mix back in. Yeah. So to recap the simulation for our round one, we have um, at pick one we have Jonathan Taylor. At pick two we have CMC. At pick three, probably a little bit of a um, a, a reach, but Jamar Chase. Four, we have Derrick Henry. Five, we have Austin Eckler. Six, Cooper Cup. Seven, Dalvin Cook. At eight, we have Justin Jefferson. At nine, DeAndre Swift. Ten, Najee Harris. Eleven, Devontae Adams. And rounding it out, 12 is Joe Mixon. I mean, I, I think it's it's pretty close. I think, obviously, pick three for Chase is probably a little high, but I'm just I'm, – I'm just, Throwing that out there, it could be what how it falls. Yeah. So regardless, though, I mean, I think I think eight of twelve running backs, four of twelve wide receivers is probably going to be pretty dang accurate to our first round numbers wise. Whether it's Chase and number three, or if if Will went Derrick Henry and someone else grabbed Chase later, you know, I think I mean I think it's going to be um, pretty much eight of the twelve picks are going to be running backs. Yeah. Give me a, a likelihood or percentage of percent that Kelsey will be in round one? Um, I I don't think he'll be in round one unless Birdman takes him 12 and then takes the next guy he was going to pick at 13. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just which would technically make him round one. I think um, – I don't think he'll be round one. But, you know, taking Kelsey at pick six would be something Omar would do. So, uh, yeah. I think – and it wouldn't be a bad pick. I mean, like – I we talked last year about, you know, could, should you take a Kelsey in, in the first round? And he is just so – now he wasn't as dominant last year as he's been in years past, but I think that will change this year. I think he'll be really good this year, again, like nor, like we're expecting him to be. So I don't think that's a bad pick. Omar, if you take Kelsey, I'll defend you. I think it's a good – I mean, I, I don't think you're going to lose your the league by taking Kelsey in the first round. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say 20% likely that he yeah. may land in, in round one. And like you said, I think it's – it would be at that probably 12, 13, where Birdman, he may pick him with his first pick because yeah. he has those two back-to-back. So, yeah. anyways, I think that's pretty uh, pretty close. I, I think we could see a little bit of shakeup at that three spot, but I think everything else is, like you said, you're going to have that decision with those two players probably, <sighs> two running backs, and maybe Jefferson. But And here's the thing. I could not have that. Very, I could very easily oh, not, yeah. you know, if – I mean, all it would take is is Will not taking a running back, pretty much, or not taking a wide receiver, and none, mm-hmm. and then all the other ones drafting at least their this position. You know, if only one wide receiver goes before me, then I'm gonna basically. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be taking Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just. And I mean, honestly, it's likely that all seven of the first picks are RBs. It could right. fall that way, definitely. Yeah. Right. Now, which. If it does, then I'll have a different decision to make, you know, but um, between Cup and Jefferson. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. I very easily could take that. I mean, I could see Will taking Nashi. He really like he was high on Nashi last year. Yeah. You know, so that's not a bad true. round three pick. I also could see him taking Derrick Henry, you know, and just, I mean, you can hear him getting on the podcast being like, guys, I just took I took the biggest, baddest running back in the league. You know, like, like this is a no brainer, guys. Why would I not pick this guy? 
I can hear him. You can hear him now. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. You want to so talk that, some talk some sleepers and overvalued? Yeah. Guys? Or do you want to do some draft in insights? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do draft insights. First. We we really are just wanting to rag on maybe a few people. Um, so we both got this app that kind of breaks down, um, and I think it only has the last four years since uh, 2018. Um, but it shows us some different kind of intel for what our other people in, in the league are drafting. So, for instance, it says that I'll do me. Will, I'll give. I'll yeah, give me. You, so we're not we're not ragging on people first. So for me, it says I've only drafted running backs and wide receivers in the first four rounds, which is true. Ninety um, percent of my picks in the first five rounds have been running backs and wide receivers. Um, I've drafted a running back in round one, four out of the four last drafts of the last four drafts. I've drafted running back in my first pick every single time, never drafted a tight end before round five, always never drafted a QB before round five. So those are kind of the things that, um, never drafted a kicker before round 13. I, I'll take that. That's good. Yes. I haven't drafted a backup tight end or a backup QB in the last 75% of drafts or three of the last or three of the last four. So those are the kind of insights that it's been giving. Yeah. And so a lot of the things that you just ran through kind of holds true for most people in our league. Cause as, as you would hear from a lot of other analysts in a, in a 12 team redraft league, you wait on QB, you wait yeah. on defense and you wait on kicker. QB would probably be the first one that you would take late. Next one would be uh, – you can kind of flip those, defense kicker. Um, and because – it's because of the value that you can get. There are probably 15 to 16 uh, quarterbacks that are going to have good seasons that yeah. are that are, can be a QB one on a team. And since we only have 12, I mean, there's going to be somebody there, so why not wait? And you're going to have options for those last four or five. It's true. So that that's that's something. So a lot of our people kind of follow that that thought process. Um, but I'm just gonna roll out this one team, <laughs> and I'm gonna kind of throw out some stats, and I would just want y'all to guess. People, if you're on, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in our league, just guess who you think this person is. Let's see. Let's get it pulled up here. So this manager has drafted an RB in round one, four out of four years. Okay. Blacks RBs early in round one. This guy has never drafted a Corby QB before round three. So what that's saying is round four, game on for a quarterback. Maybe a tad bit early. Or you know? round three. Game on. It's just oh, before yeah. round three. He's never That's true. It. That's true. Game <laughs> on in round three for QB. So, I mean, I guess this guy value. Hey, I want to get the number one quarterback. Maybe. It's true. Another, yeah. another one. Um, has never drafted a defense before round nine. So, what that is insinuating <laughs> is that round nine, when round nine comes around, defense is on this guy's mind. <laughs> Which seems a little oh. bit early. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a tidbit here. Last year he drafted two defenses. <laughs> oh, that is so true. Nine and 15. Wow. <laughs> okay. 
We're just oh, having man. a little fun here. This is just fun. Uh, and then the next one, it could you may this could get worse. I don't know. Um, has drafted their first kicker between round ten and thirteen. And has drafted a kicker in round 13, three of the last four. So he really is targeting that kicker in round 13, <laughs> which I guess if you think this way and you're like, I just want to, I want to get the best kicker and I want to get the best defense and I want to round out my team because you could think they have to start. I have to have a kicker and I have to have a defense. So why not draft them? I just think if you're thinking that way, you're missing out on so much value. In now, those rounds, yeah. Do you want to say who this manager is? Because technically, we? he does have something to say about. I mean, he would. We can make as much fun of him as we want. Oh, yeah. he, I'm know, sure he has a this year. It worked out for him, and that's why we're we're just we're we're just digging a little bit because this was yeah. our champion last year, Chubby Girlies, Wally Jenkins. So uh, maybe it works. I mean, a really. Quick I don't know. I mean, I think probably the num the percent the percentage of teams who draft two defenses in a draft at nine in round nine and fifteen, the percent of those that win the, the their league has got to be minuscule, right? I would. You would think. You would think. I mean, because most people stream defenses. They may not yeah. even draft a defense. That's what I, I think, do. I, I mean, I think you have to, don't you have to? Draft ESPN one? ESPN makes you draft a kicker and a defense, yeah. but um, I stream defenses every single week. I stream kickers almost every single week because they're so hit or miss. I mean, like last year, Justin Jeff or not Justin Tucker. I mean, not Justin Jefferson. Justin Tucker was predicted to be kicker one, and he wasn't. It was like Daniel Carlson from the Raiders or something was kicker one. No one thought it. You know, so it's like. And the defense is all over the map. I mean, you you just never know. Um, I think two years ago, when the Patriots were the were defense one after the after the year, I actually drafted them, and then dropped them because they had a bad matchup in week one, and then someone else picked them up and had them the rest of the time. And so it's like you know you just never know. I mean, literally, it's it's all over the board. Now, Wally, in your defense, I know you're going to listen and you're going to give us a hard time for giving you a hard time. You did win the championship, so major props to you for somehow pulling it off, drafting two defenses in a in a QB so early. Um, but typically typical draft strategy is to not do that because of the value you're missing out on. You know, the difference between like Wally took Pat Pat Mahomes at in round 3, difference between him and say, you know, who did you draft Honeycutt and and Russell Wilson? Well, that's a bad example because Russell's bad last year. Yeah, he got um, the difference between him and like Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray is is not as much as who you could get in round three at running back or wide receiver and who you're getting in round five, six, seven, eight at running back and wide receiver. Like mm -hmm. it's just there's more value there. And then because kickers and defenses are all, all over the map typically, it's you know, you should wait on those most often. Again, Wally, props to you. You're the champion from last year, reigning champ. Way to go. Congrats. Proud of you. And you can but, draft however you want to draft. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say one other thing too. I mean, I, and I do hold on to this at some, at some level when I'm drafting, Matthew Berry talks about like fantasy football is also supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to draft your guy, and you want to reach a little bit for your guy, then do it. Like, have fun. If you want to draft someone you love watching play football, do it. 
and and reach a little for them and who cares it's all it's just a game so it doesn't really matter you know like Hunika, mm-hmm. if you really want Traylon burks this year go after him take him in the first round take him in the first round take him in the fr- no i'm just kidding but <laughs> but if you have a guy number one overall man, pick Traylon burks <laughs> i love watching man, he is not looking good in preseason well, you know, and that's something, again, Wally does well, too, because he obviously is a Georgia fan, loves drafting Georgia players. And so, mm-hmm. great, do it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll I'll sit here all day and I'll give you a hard time about drafting two defenses and drafting Rodrigo Blankenship in the third 13th round. But but if you like him, do it. Great. Yeah. No nope, more power to you. I mean, you you do you and, you know, you don't you can do whatever strategy you want. Yeah. And he definitely takes that approach. I mean, he. Yeah he is notorious for getting his Georgia Bulldogs because he wants to have fun and he wants to watch his guys. So yeah, totally makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's, that was just, we'll just stop right there with the draft insights, draft Intel, but we kind of have that same metrics across the board for all the different teams and kind of how they approach it um, kind of round by round. Yeah. And for the majority of our people in the league, we're really heavy on RBs and wide receivers early quarterbacks, usually wait, tight ends, usually wait. Um, and obviously kicker and defense. So yeah, it's kind of your typical way. Um, most people view a redraft league. Um, next segment, John, you want to kick us off with this? Yeah. So I wanted to talk through just some, some sleepers, some guys that we, uh, and what I mean by sleeper is maybe they're, they're going later in drafts, but maybe end it may end up at the end of the year ranked higher than their, um, ADP or average draft position. Um, I don't have ADPs on any of the guys that I'm mentioning, but these are just guys that I think by the end of the year have potential to be a breakout player, have potential to be higher than where they're going. Um, and um, so, so one guy in particular, he's, he's a, uh, is Juju Smith Schuster. He's um, new into Kansas city, humongous quarterback upgrade. We've seen Juju do really well um, before in, um, in, Pittsburgh uh, when Big Ben could throw it more than five yards down the field and um, you know we've seen Juju have those good seasons uh, and be dominant he's so young it seems like he's been in the league forever but he's 25 and so that's like, crazy that's you know and pairing him with Patrick Mahomes again if they can develop this chemistry I, I'm not saying Juju is going to be wide receiver one level but I could see him as a low-end wide receiver two for sure a flex play he's going in like the seventh eighth ninth round maybe later in some drafts I think he's. I think he could be could be really good. Obviously, Kansas City has a great offense, um, and so you know that's that's just one one guy to look out for. Um, yeah, and I I agree. I agree with you. Um, you you if if we get the same juju that we saw uh, maybe it was two years ago, if we see him, I really think that he has the potential to be maybe just a tad below Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think he has that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just going to make him so much better. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, he's not, you know, he's he he's competing with, who is he competing with for the top spot for wide receiver one at in Kansas City? I mean, uh, is Sky it, uh, Moore is their is the rookie. No, Nico Hardman uh, just got hurt, and so he's not. He may not be Sc- available. Uh, Scantling, isn't he there? Oh, MVS, yeah, but yeah. MVS is not wide receiver one either. I mean, he's, you know, what I mean, anyway. I'm just saying, I think he's. They're competing for it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're competing for it. I'm, but I'm saying, like these guys, I think Juju has the best chance of becoming wide receiver one there and taking over this the Tyre, Tyree Kill role. Anyway, all that being said, look out for Juju. I think he he might be a, a value in some drafts um, 
definitely a guy I'm, I'm targeting. I'm not trying to reach for him or anything, but I'd love to take him if he falls to, to those lower spots. Um, another guy, uh, Trevor Lawrence for Jacksonville, uh, is he's obviously plays quarterback, had a kind of rough season last year and, you know, his coach was a nutcase and is not there anymore. Um, and, and so he, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence has potential. Again, he might not, but I think he, there's the potential is there, and he's not going until like the last round of the draft. And so, if you're thinking if, about if he even gets drafted, if yeah. he gets drafted, he might not even be drafted. So, if you're talking about not drafted or like rounds fifteen or sixteen, and if this guy ends up being top ten, top fifteen quarterback, like that's a huge value. Technically, again, I would not recommend – I'm not recommending you draft Trevor Lawrence as your only quarterback, but I'm saying if you drafted him in the 15th round, 16th round, or you pick him up on waivers after this after the draft, and he ends up being a top 12 quarterback, that's huge. I mean, that's massive value there. Um, so anyway, I think he has potential to be really good. He has some more weapons down there in Jacksonville. Um better offensive scheme. I think overall, you know, he's the prototype quarterback, a lot of hype coming out of college out of Clemson. And anyway, I think he, he has potential to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, another guy, my last guy here uh, is Damian Pierce. He's a running back out of Houston and, and Houston's not great, not great offense. Um, but I think, you know, I'm looking at the running back, the backfield there. He's competing with Marlon Mack who, who has been good before, but has been really injured and, and he's getting up there in age. I, I think anyway, um, mm-hmm. I feel like he's been around forever. So he's competing with Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead for the running back one at, in Houston. And the, I just feel like, I mean, come on, surely you're a rookie. You can beat out Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. <laughs> so anyway, I think, and, and he's looked good in preseason games. So I think that he's someone to look for and he's going way late in drafts too, just as a flyer running back, you know, take a shot on him in your late round draft and, um, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Three good picks. Um, for me, sleepers, this is, he's a sleeper. I think um, he's a early running back, but, I think a lot of people are really down on Zeke. Yeah, this year um, he didn't. He was hurt throughout the year last year. I think he had a, a hamstring or something that bothered him, and he just wasn't the same Zeke. And you could you could tell. And and I want to play this down. I am a Cowboys fan. I am from Texas. I like the Cowboys, and I watched all his games, and he looked a lot slower than normal. So you could you could tell something was off. Yeah. Um, so I really think he's going to be back to form. Everyone's saying he's looking really good in preseason. And I think right now his ADP is um, is 39. So, I mean, that's round three. Three, yeah. So you could get an RB1 in a high-octane offense or has been the last few years um, in the third or fourth round. That's crazy. Yeah. So if if he if he outperform, I think he has a potential to outperform that for sure. So I would say yeah. he's a sleeper. Um, my second one is this guy. He he's kind of shown flashes here and there, and he has a huge um, amount of targets that could be coming his way. And this is Alan Lazard at Green Bay. Yeah. They lost Devonte Adams, went to the Raiders. Someone has to take those targets. I've heard uh, Rogers and Coach really talk up both their RBs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, that they're going to get like 50-plus targets apiece. So, I mean, that cuts into it a little bit, but still they have to have a receiver 
that's catching some passes. They have Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks. He's going to throw it. He's going to throw the ball. And I think his number one target is going to be Alan Lazard. So I'm not really sure where he's going in drafts right now. Um, Let me see if I can find him. Um, Pretty late. I'm scrolling. Scrolling. 109, wide receiver 44. He's averaging like ninth or tenth round, I think. Yes, you can get an RB1 for Aaron Rodgers. Wide receiver one. Or sorry. What you can get a wide receiver number one for Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the ninth round, eighth or ninth round. That is insane to me. Crazy. So huge sleeper. Um, and then this next guy. I really do think I'm actually going to make a bet with John. We'll see if he'll take it. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. I think he is going to have a big season. They lost their patch, uh, pass catcher, um, retired. Um, what was his name? Help me out. I blank. James White. James White. I mean, he was just a monster. Like he would always end with like nine or 10 points every year or every week because he would catch so many passes. He'd come yeah. in. And so Stevenson may not be necessarily the pass catcher, but I think he's going to end up outplaying Damian Harris. I think his the snap percentages, I think by the end of the season, Stevenson will probably be higher than uh, uh, Damian Harris. And that's that's my bet. I don't know if you'll take me up on it. I don't, I'm not going to because I think the same thing. So I, yeah. I don't want to be rooting against what I think. Um, and I, I, ha- I have heard some noise, and I think it's noise. I've heard some noise about – Ty Montgomery coming in to, and he's going to take away some, I'm like, Ty Montgomery has not been relevant in years. So I don't think that's it. I mean, like maybe he takes some, but good grief. You have a rookie like Stevenson. I just don't see Ty Montgomery being that much of a, of a vulture to his, uh, to to those snaps and those targets. So I think Stevenson's uh, set for a big breakout year. Yeah. And you just got to know their offense too. I mean, the Patriots were ground and pound last year or, or like, the running back is is a major part of their offense, um, different than like a a shootout team like the Chiefs or the the Bengals now who throw a ton. The Patriots run the ball a lot, yeah, and yeah. throw it to the running back. So, I think those are my three sleepers: Zeke, Allen uh, Lazard, and Ramondre Stevenson. Cool. Um, next, we'll talk about, and we can run through these pretty quick because I think we're coming up on time here, but. Um, uh, so I won't talk too long about them, uh, but some overvalued guys or maybe just guys that I'm fading in the draft that I don't really want to draft or don't love drafting. For me, it's the whole Philadelphia Eagles backfield. Uh, I don't <laughs> trust I don't trust Miles Sanders. I don't trust Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. None of these – I mean, all these guys, you, you pick one up on waivers and it's like this week, it's like, oh, it's Boston Scott's week. He's going to get so many targets. And then it's all Kenneth Gainwell. And then it's like, oh, next week it's all Kenneth Gainwell, and then it's all Miles Sanders because he's back from injury or whatever. I just don't trust anything going on in Philly. Um, Tyreek Hill, we've talked about him a little bit. He got a major quarterback downgrade from Pat Mahomes to Tua um, Tagovailoa. I think I said that right. Tua, uh, just mm-hmm. not the same kind of quarterback. Um, he has uh, Jalen Waddle there to to compete with. Mike Gesicki can take away some targets. The Miami backfield has so many pass catching running backs. I just don't know if Ty, I mean, obviously Tiger is explosive. He's going to be explosive. He's probably still going to be in the wide receiver one conversation, top 12, top 15 wide receivers, but he's, he's been very 
boom or bust, uh, not bust, but boom or average. Uh, and I think that's just going to be now boom or bust. Um, I, you know, I think he's going to have some bad games. The last guy is Joe Mixon. I'm still on the don't draft Joe Mixon train. Oh. I just am not, I'm not down to have a running back. Who's going to miss seven weeks of the season being questionable every single week. I just am not down for that. So I'm, I'm out on Joe Mixon. Oh, I, I have not, he has been on my not draft or do not draft list for probably the past two or three seasons. But I think I'm removing it this year, John. I think I'm thinking okay. he's back in the running. I think if I had an opportunity to take him after my first pick, I would definitely take him. Okay. Yeah. And then Tyreek Hill, I'm just throwing this question out there. Where do you think he ends the season as far as wide receivers? You think he can cut, he can uh, crack the top 10? I think he's going to be wide receiver 13. Okay. I'm going to guess that he's going to finish wide receiver 18. Okay. That's just my, I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. Get a little quick bet there. Um, okay. For me, overvalued players, man, I, I went all RBs here. Um, James Connor, he had just a incredible touchdown season last year and he's going to have some touchdown regression i believe for I just sure don't yep. think he's going to get in the end zone that many times and i mean he really just hasn't impressed me he just doesn't really have many long runs and he's going to score maybe a ton of points because he's going to get in the end zone but i just think he's overvalued right now i think currently right now he is um let me see let me see while you're looking, volume is going to be his friend this year because he's competing with one of the D Williams, Daryl Williams or Damian Williams. I can't remember which one went to Arizona, but one of those guys. But he also can't stay healthy a lot of times, I feel like, James Conner. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at RB16. He's ranked as the 30th player in fantasy, which in my mm-hmm. mind just is crazy. So yeah. I wouldn't draft him there. That This is him going in the – late second round, early third, uh-uh. which just, I don't, I wouldn't take him. So that's my first one. Uh, second one. I don't want any part of this guy on my, any of my teams in any fantasy is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I just I'm not impressed. Hasn't, haven't really been impressed. I felt like he was off and on injured all the time. Again, he was kind of like the Phillies backfield, the Raiders. Like you just don't know. Yeah from week to week, who's going to be the guy. Yep. And now they have another rookie in the mix. Don't they have Drake too? Is Drake yeah, on their team? Have, yeah. Ken and Drake still there. Yeah. Drake. Um, they have a guy who's kind of flying under the radar and a lot of people like him. Zamir white also from Georgia. Um, so yeah, I just don't really want any part. And right currently he's ranked the 46 top player RB 21. So he's going 49, his ADP, which is the fourth, fifth round. Yeah, man, I don't want that. Yeah, no, no that's part. I mean, that's like he's a he's a RB2 in a 12 team league and that with that, yeah. you know, being RB21 there. So no, no part of that. And the other one is CEH, uh, Clyde's Edward Hilaire. I don't really know. I just have no idea. Everybody, he went in the first round last year, right? For us? Uh, or first or, or second, maybe not first, but I mean that people were talking him up last year like he was going to be that. Yeah. And he was just in and out injured. And just the way that the Chiefs play that backfield, I mean, when's the last time they had the guy? I guess it was Kareem Hunt. 
Yeah. That ha- that like, man, this is our guy and he's going to get most of the carries. Yeah. Or the highest percentage of the backfield. And then before that, it was uh, probably Larry. Uh, oh, what's his? What was his last name? Um, I don't. Know. I want to say Larry Johnson, but that's not yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Larry Johnson. And then before yeah. that was Priest Holmes. Yeah. And so those were two great backs too that they had. But I mean, just I just don't trust him. Yeah, so. I'm out on I'm out on Ceh too. Definitely out on those three running backs as an RB two. Now, if you talk about flex or backup RB, obviously they have value because they're going to be better than a lot of guys that way down the list, but I wouldn't draft him as an RB two. any of those guys. Yeah. But I mean, the only guy I would draft at all is James Conner and I would put him in my flex. I don't want him as my RB two. Yeah. So the yeah. other two guys, I don't want any, any piece of them. Yeah. Honestly. So that is just some quick pre-draft info. Um, thanks for listening. Um, and we hope that you have a great fantasy football season and you're amped up for your draft if you haven't done it yet. And you can listen to this and get some insights about your upcoming draft. Um, We will have, for our league uh, managers, we will have uh, two more shows um, before week one. We'll have a post-draft recap, so right the night of the draft, we'll just do some insights um, that we get from kind of grading each draft for each player. And then um, we will do a week one preview where we'll break down um, the week's matchups and who's uh, playing who. Um, So that is kind of setting up for future shows and what we got on tap coming up. John, you got any closing statements for us? Yeah, if you guys, uh, we'd love to get feedback on on the podcast. If you want to hear about something, don't want to hear a certain segment, um, anything like that, shoot us a, a text or an email or anything like that. I think our got to get our Twitter and Instagram back up and running, FLFFFL underscore pod. I think it is on both of those. Um, but also send us any mailbag questions. We'd love to discuss them at the beginning of the pod next uh, next time. Uh, if you got a, a player you want to talk about or a certain scenario or trade or anything like that, send one our way and we'd love to discuss those. We didn't get very many last year. So uh, come on guys, give us some mailbag questions. Yes. Listen to the pod. We would love to hear your feedback and send us some mailbag questions so that we can chat with you. Guys, thanks for listening. Keep it chilly, my friends. Peace out.